You're listening to The Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Charity Craig. I have had a messy life, but through the mess, I've discovered how to live an abundant life. Now, it's my turn to help you overcome your fears and discover your dreams. I'm going to challenge the way you think about yourself, others, and God. Life is way too short not to live abundantly. Are you ready? Let's pursue an abundant life. As much as we're all pursuing a life of abundance and love and peace and happiness, that doesn't mean that we're going to be happy 100% of the time. Life is a series of ups and downs, good days and bad days. And even though I do believe over time you can achieve like an emotional balance through healing and self-awareness and patience, there's still going to be those days or weeks or even months where you're in a dark place. I can, can I tell you a little secret? You're allowed to have bad days or even weeks. Having a bad day doesn't mean you have a bad life and you're not always going to feel bad. There's an old saying that says, this too shall pass. It's going to be okay. You're going to get through it. And can I tell you another little secret? With practice, it's actually easier than you think to get through a bad mood and get back to feeling happy. I promise. So everything I'm going to share with you today, I have been practicing in my own life for the past five years, and I've actually gotten to the point where I can shift out of my bad mood within minutes. I'm Okay, well, if it's a tough one, it might take me a few hours, and I just want to let you know before this, I would live in depression for months at a time, and just to be clear, I'm not a naturally happy person. I don't think I've ever had one person describe me as happy or peppy. Like, nope. In fact, I'm actually pretty melancholy and like a deep thinker. And Matt has always told me that I'm so pessimistic, which, okay, I like to think of as more realistic, but you know, it's just semantics, whatever. So for me to be able to navigate back into a happy place quickly isn't because of just, it's like my natural disposition, right? Like this has been a long journey for me, for sure. I recommend that you get a piece of paper and a pen and I want you to write these down because they are very, very important and I don't want you to forget them. And if you don't want to write them down or you're not able to write them down right now, you can always download. I actually made a download so you can find it over on my blog at charitycraig.com slash pursuit podcast. And the download link is in the episode four post, which is how to feel better on a bad day. All right. The first thing I want you to realize is that your happiness is entirely up to you. So whether you have a good day or a bad day falls 100% on you. So that means you're going to have to stop blaming your circumstances, other people, the government, whatever on how you feel. And I know bad things happen. Life is mean. People are mean. But ultimately, it's up to you how you're going to live. 
And I actually talk about this a little bit more in my previous episode called What to Do If You've Been Betrayed. And I know hearing that your bad day is 100% your fault is a bitter pill to swallow. And if this is your first time hearing it, I'm going to give you a little bit of sugar to help this medicine go down. If you're the reason for being miserable, then you're also the reason for having a freaking awesome life. You've got all the power. Not one person, event, or thing can keep you from living your best and happy life. Your parents can't keep you from it. The government can't keep you from it. Your husband or your kids can't even keep you from living this happy and full life. It's totally up to you. And this is a very bitter pill for me. Like I don't know if you're old enough to remember the old skill the old school pills, you know, where like before they put that nice little sweet coating over it, it was like swallowing a piece of chalk and you would take a drink and it would just stick on your tongue. And then you just like take another drink of water and it would just kind of like stick to the back of your throat. And it would take you like six swallows till it finally went down and it tasted awful. Well, this is that kind of pill. And you guys, I'm going to tell you, I was the queen of Victimville. So for me to find out that my misery was my fault, it really, really made me mad. But I finally came to the place where I could accept this responsibility. And you know what it was that really helped me um, take on this newfound power? It was the story of Corey Tin Boom. I don't know if you've ever read her book. If you haven't, I highly, 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 highly recommend it. It's called The Hiding Place. So Corey was a Christian watchmaker in Holland during the reign of the Nazi Germanys. And she, her sister Betsy, and her father all would help hide the Jews in their home and help them, you know, go to the underground and escape out of Holland to be free from the torment of the Nazis. Well, as it happens, they got caught. And when they got caught, they got sent to a concentration camp. So Corey and her sister Betsy were living in the absolute hell. We've heard, you know, the horrors of these concentration camps, and she tells her story of it. But what is so incredible is she talks about, especially her sister, Betsy, she talks about how her sister still lived with so much love, so much peace, and the worst circumstances possible, the most inhumane conditions, her sister just continued to live so solid with love and peace. And I was just blown away by hearing this. And they actually became my North Star. So anytime I would feel sorry for myself or wanted to blame everybody for my misery, I would just think about Corey and Betsy. And I would think, you know what? If they could live in hell and still live with peace and kindness, I had no excuses. The second thing is accept the bad mood or the bad day. You're not a bad person and there's nothing broken about you. And this isn't evil or the devil. So don't put any moral judgment on how you feel. It just is what it is. And that's okay. I know acceptance feels a lot like approval. So a lot of times we will resist accepting anything, but that's not the case at all. Accepting is simply just means allowing it to take up space in your life. And to be honest, the more you resist it or the more you judge it or the more you try to quote unquote get rid of it, the longer it's going to take for you to navigate this negative place that you're in. 
And the third thing is I want you to give yourself space. Get away and rest. Remember, you're responsible for the way you feel. So there are no excuses. And if you're in a negative space, that means you need to have some self-care involved. And depending on the situation, like go take a nap or go for a walk or a drive, you know, take some personal time off work, like call a friend or a family member to come watch your kids for a few hours, whatever you've got to do to remove yourself from the stresses that are like fueling your negative space, do it. You're not being selfish. You're being responsible for yourself because we all know if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. So it's up to you to get away and get some rest. The fourth thing is pay attention to your thoughts. This is huge. I'm telling you, self-awareness is the key to navigating your way through the bad days. It's so vital that you begin to practice thinking about what you think about. Your thoughts are what's fueling this negative place. And then as you're thinking about your thoughts, I want you to start going back, back and back and back. I want you to look for the trigger point. There's always something that was the pivotal point that created the shift from like the good state of mind to the negative state of mind. And it's usually something like an event, right? It's usually maybe like you had a flat tire or you got a rude comment from a coworker, or maybe it was just something you saw on TV. Whatever that is, there's always going to be a source. And then from that source, you thought a thought. And from that thought or the trail of thoughts, right? You like keep going down that that thought path, your body begins to respond physically and emotionally you go into a negative state. So you've got to find that moment. That's the root that you've got to uproot. And if you want to change your mood, you've got to change your thoughts. So once you discover what thoughts you've been thinking it's and to create this negative mood, it's time for you to take control of your thoughts. You're going to have to take them captive and then you got to mentally let those negative thoughts go. Then you're going to have to actively start putting in new thoughts of truth, of love, of positivity. And this is something really vital. So I need you to pay attention, okay? Pay attention to what I'm about to say. You've got to be honest about what you're thinking. And I cannot stress this enough. Just like you don't need to judge your emotions, right? There's no reason to be hard on yourself for the way you feel. Don't judge your thoughts either. All right? Just own them face them, admit them, and then do something about them. And to be honest, knowing what thoughts or what event, what triggered this path that you've gone down to come into this negative place um, isn't always easy to find, right? It takes it's, it takes practice and a lot of self-awareness. So just give yourself some time as you're navigating through your thoughts. It's not going to always just happen right out of the gate. And the fifth thing is tell others around you where you are. If you feel triggered and are having a bad day, let the people you're engaging with know, hey, I just want you to know where I'm at. I'm like having a really bad day. No, it's not your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. Or maybe they did. I don't know. Maybe they did. But you know what? 
it's not their responsibility anymore, right? Like now it's up to you to get yourself out of this funk. So you know what? Hey, I just need some time to recover. And this will give others a chance to support you as you process things. And then they won't continue to respond to you negatively, right? Like how many times are you in your funk and you just say something rude or you keep just meet me, meet me to people and they come back at you and it just perpetuates this negativity. So giving them that opportunity to be like, oh, oh, okay, Mama, mama's in a place. She just needs some time. Okay, guys, let's just keep it down. I'm going to take a, you know, like let mama have a break, right? They will help you and support you as you find your way back to the light of happiness. All right. So I want to tell you the first time that I ever practiced these tips. It was about five years ago. And Matt and I were um, in the place of recovery. We had been, our marriage had been restored for about a year. And I got into this awful funk. I like sunk down under the darkness and I just was down for the count. Emotionally, mentally, I was, I knew I was in a really negative and bad place. And so I did the first step. I just, just, you know what? I'm not going to judge myself. This is up to me. And I had no idea what was happening to me, but I just kept over and over in my mind, just kept repeating, it's okay, I feel this way. It's okay, I feel this way. There's nothing wrong with me. When I find out what it is, I'll come back back to the surface. And I just kept repeating that to myself, laying in bed, under the covers, moping around, just kind of in my funk, right? I told Matt about it. He gave me my space. He didn't know what was, you know, and this is new to him too. He's just thinking, oh, walking on eggshells, you know, thinking any minute, I'm going to like crack or something like that. Uh, And so it took me about two weeks and I finally came to the point and I knew what it was. So uh, Matt and I, or we were in a financial place that was not really good. We were still recovering from the separation. And so there was, we were just in a, like a really tough financial place. I was a photographer prior to um, our separation. So while we were separated, I hated photography so much. I quit. I officially shut down my business. I was done with it. And then, so then as we were, you know, building back our marriage and and coming back together, he encouraged me to open back up shop for my photography. And I didn't know this at the point that it happened, but him suggesting that I open up my photography, giving me all the tips and just really encouraged me to get that back open because that would really help our family financially. I immediately was upset and it upset me, but I didn't know it at the moment. It took me two weeks to go back through and figure out what was the trigger point. Him telling me that he wanted me to go back and open my business triggered me. And then that now meant, okay, that was it. What was I going to do with these thoughts? And it wasn't something that I could just like, oh, pretend like they never happened. I now had to come to the table with truth. My truth was I didn't want to open up my photography business, but that also meant that was no, that I wasn't financially going to be able to support because I didn't have any other options at that point other than go get a job or something. And so, but there, I just had to say something. It was my responsibility to speak the truth and I had to say it. And it was really, really hard. I'm telling you the first time you have to come in and speak the truth when you're not used to speaking it and you're used to denying it and pushing it away and living and stuffing and stuffing and stuffing until you explode. It's really hard. And it took me, a, it took me like almost a full day to get up the courage. And I just kind of blurted it out 
and Matt just was so shocked and it really upset him. It actually created a huge blow up bite. And I, the whole time I kept saying, you know, I'm not responsible for Matt. I'm responsible for me. And I got it out. It took us two days of not speaking. And then Matt finally came to the table and he apologized and said, you know what? I'm sorry that I was making it your responsibility to do something to help our family financially. I'm going to focus on myself and how I can actually increase my income and you can find it like whatever it is you want to do financially to support our family. I'm going to let you find that. And it was, you know, the money didn't just show up. We didn't just miraculously have all the money now, but it was a journey. And I felt relief. And I think Matt felt relief. And suddenly he wasn't expecting me to do something that I didn't want to do. And and we were able to move forward with honesty and respect and a compromise. And it was life-changing. And so each time after that, I would have something that would trigger me and it would put me down under into the darkness. I would process, I'd start my process. Okay, I'm in charge of this. What am I going to do? How am I going to do this? And each time actually would get shorter and shorter. And I distinctly remember it was about a year after that, that I had, a, you know, one of those times where I got triggered and I had went through the process. And what was crazy is the darkness didn't feel like it was inside of me. It was like, the best way I could describe it, it was almost like the darkness, you know, the the negative thoughts and, and or the negative mood, the bad mood was like almost like knocking on the door. And it was like trying to convince me to get in a bad mood. And I told him, I'm like, this is really weird. I, it's not inside of me. Like I, it's, it's like outside of me. And I, and so I'd actually gotten like this mental strength to where it wasn't just an automatic trigger anymore. I had gotten enough awareness and had grown inside of myself that it came from the outside and I didn't have to let it in. It was such a strange shift. I want you to remember that this is going to be a journey. In fact, I would plan on practicing this for the rest of your life. And the more you do these steps, the easier and faster it's going to go for you. So here's my challenge for you. The next time you're having a really bad day or week or month, I want you to pull out these tips. I want you to begin your journey of navigating to a more positive place. And here's the recap. We're all going to have bad days, but bad days don't mean a bad life. And you can navigate yourself back to a more positive place through healing, self-awareness, and practice. And here are some ways that you can practice feeling better when you're having a bad day. One, you're 100% responsible for your mood at any given moment. Circumstances don't dictate your mood. You do. Number two, accept the negative place that you're in. There's no reason to judge your bad day as morally wrong or evil. It just is what it is. Three, give yourself space to get away and rest. It's not selfish to take some time to remove yourself from life and recover. It's actually really vital. Four, pay attention to your thoughts and look for the trigger that spurred the bad mood. Then, I want you to take your thoughts captive and replace them with new and positive affirmations. Five, let others in your life know how you're feeling so that they can support you as you recover. Remember, this is a lifelong journey and it's going to get easier over time. Okay. 
I'd love to hear what you think about today's episode. I'm Charity L. Craig over on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So I want you to come on over and chat with me. Let me know how things are going for you. I'd love to hear from you. But until then, keep choosing to pursue an abundant life. Mm